0: I am counted among them that go down into the pit. I am become as a man. Without help. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Just a word about today's. Friday votive of mass. Father Subprior Has. Taken great pains to give us a series of votive masses of the Passion of the Lord for the Fridays in the time after Pentecost. These masses are found, in fact, in Missal, uh, in the Supplement Masses for Particular Circumstances and Places, uh, in tide, and in Lent. And so, beginning with the first Friday in Tide, we have a whole series of extraordinarily beautiful Masses corresponding to different moments in the Passion of Our Lord. These Masses would have, in times past, replaced the uh, corresponding Mass for the Fridays in Tide and in Lent, but that deprives us of those beautiful mass formulas, formularies that are of great antiquity. And so we choose to take the ancient masses in central the and, so and, and Lent and use these passion masses in the time after Pentecost so as not to lose them and the graces that derive from them. And today's Mass is that of the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's a modern Mass in that it would have been composed probably in the 1400s. So for Benedictines that makes it a very modern Mass composition. All the same, it's shot through with all piety and tender contemplation of the passion of the Lord that characterizes the Devotio Moderna. And the Devotio Moderna, of course, is rooted in, uh, notably in the mysticism of St. Bernard, the last of the fathers, as he's called in the 12th century. And so we look at the introit of today's Mass, which gives us the substance of the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane. Now, the introit has it, my heart is troubled within me, and the fear of death has fallen upon me. Fear and trembling are come upon me. Not only does the introit describe what Jesus is experiencing in Gethsemane, the intro, it gives us the very prayer of Jesus to the Father in that hour. The intro is placed by the liturgy in the heart of Jesus. And from the heart of Jesus, it passes to his lips. And from the lips of Jesus, to the Father. It is at once a filial prayer, a prayer of the Son, and a priest. the priestly character of the prayer in Gethsemane is not often uh, noticed I had occasion to preach about this I think it was uh, on the feast of Corpus Christi or shortly thereafter reflecting on the significance of the altar stone why does the church prefer that our stones that uh, the altars in our churches be made of stone. Here, of course, we have a wooden portable altar, but nonetheless, there is fixed in the altar the stone, the rock containing the relics of the martyrs. Now, the altar stone is of huge significance. The priest kisses it repeatedly in the course of the Holy Mysteries. In some way, adhering to the mystery of the rock in Gethsemane. Even the illustration that Father Subprior chose, an old engraving for the text of this Mass, depicts our Lord in prayer on the rock. And we know from the evangelists that our Lord uh, threw himself down, fell prostrate on the rock in Gethsemane. And when the priest at the Offertory of the Mass takes the host from the pattern and places it on the corporal, he is in fact, in that moment, this mystery of Jesus who casting himself upon the stone in Gethsemane offers himself to the Father. The intro it not only gives us the substance of the prayer of Jesus to the Father in Gethsemane, but at the same time And this is is the grace of the liturgy. We, by singing the text of this prayer, in some way ingest it. So that the prayer of Jesus to the Father becomes our prayer. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. No longer we who pray, but Christ who prays in us. By means of the sacrament, really, words of the introit. All of the liturgical texts have a sacramental quality. They communicate what they signify. And so, uh, the introit already is a kind of communion with the prayer of Jesus to the Father. And then the, the, the collect is modern in composition, in that uh, it addresses not God the Father in the sober form of of the Roman collect Deus qui. I said that in chapter this morning, but it's addressed directly to our Lord Jesus Christ. Domine Jesu Christ. O Lord Jesus Christ, who by word and example in the garden hast taught us to pray. Gethsemane is the school. Pray so as to overcome the dangers of temptations. Mercifully grant that ut nos orationi sempre intenti, always um, uh, intent on prayer. This this speaks to the monastic vocation to pray always, to pray ceaselessly, to pray with every heartbeat, with every breath. That this translation has it, that ever bent on prayer. It's a very good way of describing it. We may deserve to reap its plentiful fruit. So the, the petition of the collect of this Mass is for the grace of prayer. This Mass takes us into Gethsemane. We are there. And there, contemplating Jesus and receiving his prayer liturgically, we pray that we may... Persevere in prayer, uh, and be always sent there, intent, bent on prayer. The epistle describes the filial and priestly prayer of Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, with a strong cry and tears, offering up prayers and supplications. This is the description of the prayer of Jesus in Gethsemane. A priestly prayer already in Gethsemane. The the lamb about to be immolated. Places himself upon the stone of immolation. Offering up prayers and supplications to him. That was able to save him from death. Was heard for his reverence. This. The reverence of the son of God. In his prayer to the Father. The other day we read in the Holy Rule. The characteristics of Benedictine prayer. And and the outstanding characteristic. Is a participation in this reverence of the Son. As he stands before the Father. The gradual. Again gave us the very substance of the prayer of Jesus. My soul is filled with evil. And my life hath drawn nigh to hell, to the netherworld, to the pit, to the depths of suffering. I am counted among them that go down to the pit. I am become as a man without help. And then we're given St. Luke's account of the agony, which has its own particular nuances and details. Saint Luke is ever the iconographer. Saint Luke always presents us uh, with a very vivid uh, portrayal of what's going on. And so when we listen to Saint Luke's account of the agony in Gethsemane, we see it. And when he was come to the place, he said to them, "O rate, pray lest he enter into temptation." This word of Jesus to these newly ordained priests, his apostles, orate, pray. And he was withdrawn away from them about a stone's cast, and kneeling down, he prayed, saying, Father, if thou wilt remove this chalice from me, but yet not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven to strengthen him. This appearance of the consoling angel, the comforting angel, in St. Luke's account of the agony in the garden is is extraordinary. Only St. Luke gives this detail. The father is so moved by the prayer of the Son, by the agony of the Son, by the blood of the Son, uh, uh, falling from his body and soaking into the earth of Gethsemane, that the Father sends an angel to console the Word. And and being in an agony, he prayed the longer. Uh, This, this for us, the Fathers tell us, uh, is, is rich in doctrine. When we are in agony, in imitation of our Lord, we are not to lose heart and stop praying, but rather to prolong our prayer. To prolong our prayer. The temptation, when one is agonizing over something or someone, or in the throes of interior distress, is to give up praying. St. Luke says, and being in an agony, prolixius or abat, he prayed the longer. And this is the particular grace of this, the gospel of this Mass uh, to prolong our prayer in times of anguish, in times of agony, in times of fear, anxiety, doubt, when his sweat became as drops of blood trickling down upon the The Offertory will, uh, as so often is the case in the Mass, the Offertory Antiphon continues the Gospel. The Offertory Antiphon gives us the sequel to the Gospel. And so, and being in an agony, he prayed the longer we hear in the Gospel, and at the Offertory we will sing, Save me, O God, for the waters are come in, even unto my soul. We are given the substance of that prolonged prayer. Jesus in Gethsemane. I could say um, much more about this Mass. The the communion antiphon is our Lord speaking to each of us as we receive his adorable body. And what does he say? Watch ye and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is infirm, is weak. And it's caro it's, it's autem infirma. That word caro is, is the key word in the communion antiphon. Uh, because it's linked directly to the mystery of the body of Christ received in Holy Communion. We sing in the antiphon caro autem infirma, the flesh is weak, but the remedy for our infirmity, the infirmity of our flesh, is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for this reason, Uh, we're given this particular uh, antiphon at Holy Communion today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.